All right, we're live with episode number 16 of Memory Tracks. We've got uh, my friend Robbie Alsadi here. Say hello. Hello. Hey. So, Robbie, uh, he's, let's see, we go back to Friendswood, Texas. <laughs> yeah. Right? Yeah. Um, 2000, probably 2001, 2000. I guess we started 2000. About 2001. High school, right? I mean, if, yeah. if you were there, yeah, of course, the same time. Yeah. So, old high school friends here. Um, and it's cool. Robbie, uh, he's lived in Austin for eight years now. I've been here for 12. Um, and this is probably the second time I've seen you in Austin. Yeah. I, <laughs> and, and the crazy thing is I'm always in the area. I know. So, I, hor- yeah. yeah, I feel... I yeah, feel bobalicious down the street. Or, you know, yeah, you know. it's, it's good to know that, uh, that we are close um, and can hopefully you know, spend some time hanging out here in the future. But um, it's kind of it's interesting because it's like, uh, you know, we met in high school... Honestly, we talked about this before we started recording. Um, we didn't necessarily know each other that well. We knew of each other. Yeah. I don't think we had a lot of class together or anything. Um, and we were talking about who we knew from different backgrounds and stuff. And it's like, I think a lot of your really good friends in high school, uh, like Adrian and mm-hmm. um, Chris Match and Colby. Uh, Colby and these guys, like they're guys that I had known. I In elementary school, I knew these guys from mm-hmm. being in school with them. And then... When I hit sixth grade, then I went to like the magnet school, which was Webster. So I kind of like dropped out of all of okay. knowing all those guys and things. And, uh, you know, to be perfectly honest, they were all cooler than me. I was kind of like an outcast nerdy kid. So, well, no, they all, they always remembered but, you. Fondly. Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, of course it's, but that's, you know, the high school shit. Um, and, uh, I guess I just, you know, lost touch with a lot of them. And then, um, when we went to high school, then we kind of, all were back in the same school and stuff, but you know, high school ever it's big crowds and things. So I don't think I ever really uh, got to know everybody as well over the years. But I mean, I I knew you through through them and through going to school together. And then like occasionally um, after school or in Austin or whatever, we've like bumped into each other at different times. And it's always been like, oh, that's cool. It's good to like see familiar faces from times past mm-hmm. and uh, see that you know you're doing well. And uh, you're up here in Austin, which, you know, all the cool kids were all here. Yeah, yeah we, and we got here early. <laughs> yeah, know? we did, we did. We got here before it was cool, like yeah. right before. Uh-huh. Yeah, totally. We were saying you got to hit the 10-year mark is when you're officially You can call yourself Austinite. an Austinite. Yeah, you know, that's, yeah. So you're so, almost there, bud. You're yeah, almost there. Getting close. <laughs> um, big, big party. I guess probably some, I, I feel bad. I feel like we're shitting on our, our friends that are in other cities. We're not. Austin's a great place. There's lots of great places. But um, next time all these dudes are back in town, I'd love to catch up with them and grab a beer. Or, you know, you were talking about how you uh, and Adrian are actually potentially, I hope I'm not like spoiling anything here. No, no. But going to be starting maybe your own podcast, all right? Yeah, yeah. We, uh, it's something that that we've been wanting to do for a while and uh, finally started to get the wheels turning on that. And, uh, It'll be a sports podcast in, in the form of a of a stock market. Think like uh, Mad Money, Jim Cramer, uh, high intensity, kind of wacky, a little off the wall. Um, you know, buy sell, kind of you know, mostly basketball talk. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I'm just really excited about that. Since you guys are, I assume Adrian is as well. But since you guys are both Rockets fans, then I will definitely be listening to that. Yeah. He's in a Rockets fan. Oh, well, right? oh okay, yeah, good. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, of course, we'll be as you know unbiased as we can, <laughs> but yeah, but always biased towards the Rockets. Of course, of course, of course. Speaking of which, did you see those new James Harden shoes that came out, like the the Rockets themed ones? 
Oh, wait, wait, are you talking about the ones that just came out like this month? The Black History ones, yeah. The, the, yeah. the black, white, or, red ones. Yes, yeah, yeah, with the white tip. Yeah, yeah. Oh man, they're, I mean, they're paying them good money too. Yeah. Two hundred million. Yeah, man. Um, hey, yeah. What What do these other teams have? They don't have these hardened shoes. Yeah. Hopefully, yeah. the MVP the man <laughs> should be the MVP. Hey, he should, know? man. We'll see. We'll see. I, I think uh, we've. We kind of got out of the gate strong, and it's been a little slow here the past couple of weeks, but we're coming back. I think. Yeah. yeah. Well, I, I think uh, we've played the most games out of any team in the NBA, so yeah. we're tired. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Well, postseason, we might go all the way. I don't know. We'll see. I I don't want to get too, uh, <laughs> get too excited, but hey, we've beaten the Warriors already. We've beaten the Spurs right? already. Yeah, it can be done. we got a game plan for it. We've got shooters spread the floor. They've got, you know. Yeah. A hey, great coach. Well, since you're doing this podcast now, you're getting an idea of how it works, and we're talking about the Rockets, and they're looking good. Mm-hmm. Do you think you can commit here on record to having your inaugural episode before the end of the Rockets season? So that would be before the end of the Before the end of the championship. April, yeah. June. Yes. All right. I'll hold you to it. You, you heard it here first. All right. It's on record now, so you can't go back. Um, and whatever it ends up um, being, then all of my listeners hopefully will uh, give a listen if they care for the yeah. sports talk. But hold me accountable, please. I will definitely. I will. Um, no, it's cool. It's it's awesome to. Uh, I've really enjoyed the process of doing this and uh, kind of creating these things, and it's it's fun like exploration of my friendships with people and their learning stories about them, and then also just my own exploration of relating back to how people interpret songs and things like that. And I always slip in my own little stories here. Mm-hmm. Uh, and one day I'll interview myself or have, I won't interview myself, but somebody will interview me and, yeah. and we'll do it. But that's uh, a long ways away. I get to cheat and piss off everybody else by making them pick their three. So, but you've picked your three and uh, it's going to be, it's going to be a good one. There's uh, some, some great artists, some good music. We're going to listen to it. Um, and hopefully everybody enjoys it. And I'm really excited to hear your take on it uh i think you know the, the whole genesis of bringing you on is um you know i started doing this and promoting the podcast kind of just through posting it on facebook of course as anyone does mm-hmm. now um and yeah, i think you like the first one uh it was great a lot of people uh have been really supportive and encouraging and liked it and uh you know we've got good listens and everything and it's been really cool really fulfilling um and you know over time like you've continued to like show love and mm, uh, and support it and seem to show enthusiasm for for doing it. And uh, I was like, well, you know, I should reach out and see if you'd be interested in coming on because I know you love music. Mm. Um, and I, like I said, I, I love getting to know people better through this process of making them pick three, hearing what they have to say about it. Mm. And particularly for someone that, you know, I think you're a good dude and... Um, you know, we're friends, but we don't know each other that well. I always like the challenge of having that dialogue and being open and honest and like learning more about somebody that I respect. Yeah. And, uh, Thanks. and I think it'll be, it'll be a fun process. So I hope you're excited too. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm, I'm so ready to do this. I'm, I'm, these songs, I, uh, you know, took my time, um, with one of them and, uh, you know, just, it, it all came together and I, I felt like it'd be perfect. And I'm, I'm so excited to be on here. Yeah, awesome. Well, good. It's going to be awesome. It's going to be fun. Um, and I guess we can go ahead and jump right into the first song. Uh, first song is going to be called um, Inhale. It's actually going to be the second Common Sense song that we played on this podcast. Well, what was the not. first one? Uh, Matt Wallace in episode, I think it was nine. Or, yeah, um, 
did, um, uh, shoot, what's the song? Uh, not used to love her, but, um, the song about the, oh, his ode to hip hop and falling in love with hip hop, but you think it's a woman, uh, and it's actually just hip hop. Let me go back to my notes real quick. Cause I'm going to kill this. I might even edit some of this out, but no, we're good. Uh, it was, I used to love her. Yeah. That's the one. Yeah. Okay. That, uh, so more old song. school, you picked yes. one. Inhale is uh, a little bit newer, but let's, uh, let's play the track and then we can go ahead and talk about it. Here we go. Inhale. mind control which we were talking earlier about what the order was and i just double checked it so we didn't get it wrong but it goes b 
mm-hmm. was the, the kind of big return of Common. Mm-hmm. Then from B, it actually went to Finding Forever, I think like a year later. Then you get Universal Mind Control. Yep. Which, interestingly enough, I was reading the post on it, and they were saying that um, he was originally planning to do some sort of collaboration album with Q-Tip from Tribe Called Quest. Yeah. And then I, I guess that didn't materialize, and uh, he ended up doing this project instead for another solo record. But I, I don't know how much I even listened to this record, but uh, this song, it feels very much like it would be on B or something like that. So it kind of calls back to that soulful, like Kanye style production. I don't know. Is it the Neptunes that produces, I think? Uh, Neptunes are on like seven out of the 10 songs yeah, produced. Yeah, so odds are, yeah. That's um, probably And this one. one was definitely one of the... Definitely, okay. W- it does sound, yeah, you hit that little cowbell in the background. That's yeah. That's a Pharrell signature. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, 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 it's that comfortable, good, good yeah, vibe sound. Yeah, good breezy sound. Mm-hmm. Right, right. I feel like uh, I, the EQ on the bass was a little uh, not favorable for the recording just now. Not from the song, but from my recording through GarageBand. So I apologize for not bumping the bass on that track. But oh, well, you know... <laughs> We got a couple more we to make, make up for it. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> so yeah, walk me through. Um, you got this is your first song. So what's uh, what's your story behind this one? So this song, um, it, it, like you said earlier, the, the song came out in two thousand eight, or, or the album did for for uh, where the song was uh, was on it, and um, around that time it, it was it, it was kind of a, a rough time in my life. I was, you know. I prefer the greener side of life. Yeah. Um, uh-huh. if, if, you know. Um, you could say, yeah, it's fine. This, this well, yeah, okay. Well, I, I smoke pot then, <laughs> so then and there it is. Um, but I, I just enjoy that. It's always been a big part of my life, and yeah. uh, I've always uh, felt like uh, I should smoke it even though it's illegal in this state. It's right. ridiculous because in the same country now, right. as we know, yeah. as the, you know, yeah. uh, multiple states have it legalized, but... Anyways, I, I was, um, so I, I had a date, uh, one night, uh, around 2008, yeah. 2009 and, um, dropped off the, 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 date, went well, went to the movies. We had a great time. And, uh, before I dropped her off, we both, uh, we, we smoked, um, uh, a bowl, you know, just a, a big bowl between us. Yeah. And, um, you know, then off she went. And I live maybe three to, three to five minutes away from from my apartment at that time, and I get to the turn signal, and I hadn't I wasn't speeding nothing like that, and officer gets behind me I think nothing of it, then his lights turn on and my heart drops oh, no. because I you know I'm I'm not the type of guy that you know gets in trouble like that I'm I'm right. you know I'm very mindful of the law but. Uh, the one that I don't agree with, I'll, obviously I'll fight for and, and I'll, I'm stubborn, you know, like that, uh, in a way. But, uh, so he turned his lights on. I, I, I had to pull over to the, the right. Uh, the reason for the stop was my license plate light was out. Um, but Hey, you know, he's going to give me a warning for that. So you're uh, super paranoid. I, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And he asks me where I'm coming from. I tell him, you know, I, I'm, dropping off a date and uh he asked me if there are any weapons in the car and i'm like no absolutely not and any drugs and i'm like uh yes i'm like uh, you know because it, it's terrifying i'm yeah, like nervous like, i'm yeah, like fess up. Right. Uh, you know so i told him that and uh you know anyways 
takes me to the holding cell in Cedar Park. Oh, boy. And I'm in that holding area. They take all my, my, my phone, my keys, everything, and they uh, Ziploc it. You know, it, yeah. you still hear if, if any sound is made through the phone, right? Right. Um, well, oh, no. the ringtone, <laughs> the ringtone that I had at that time is this song. And I'm pretty sure I was, I was playing that song that <laughs> night as well. Like, like I'm pretty certain. Yeah. Um, so no one was in the holding area once they put me in the holding area. Yeah. Uh, that alarm went off. Um, uh, and the alarm is, it was a Blackberry at that time. And the alarm was the type that you needed to physically go press it to stop it. Oh uh, yeah. You so know, it just kept going. Yeah. It kept going and it kept going in these 30 second loops and, no one was in the holding area. There was no one uh, at the at the front. It was just me in a very tiny area trying to sleep. No one else was in like, the holding pen either? Nobody. So literally just you in a 30-second loop of this song. Yes. And and it's ironic because it's inhale, you know? And, right. and to me, it's kind of a double meaning. Yeah. He, he, um, I take it. I take it. People take music how you know, they right. listen to it, and that's how I kind of right. take inhale. And it's kind of ironic that that's what's playing for what I was in there for. Yeah. That's kind of like torture. So are you, when you hear this song now, you're basically always called back to the cold holding tank of Cedar Park Jail. Always. You know, unfortunately. <laughs> and I really... So it took me a while to, to not listen to this song afterwards. Like yeah. I, couldn't, I couldn't really hear it because uh, what that night brought and how, how much uh, it was... Uh, I was taken to from Travis County to that holding area to Williamson County. Oh, and basically I was just in between the racist right. motherfuckers and Williamson zero County. tolerance yeah. and, and just they make you feel like uh, you've done something atrocious like yeah. you've just made the most heinous crimes like right. you've, yeah. and uh, I'll never forget that feeling you know with, with all of that kind of tied in that night yeah, um, being in the holding area with those people drunk people very racist people yeah. a guy with I mean I know it sounds cliche but really did have a swastika tattoo seriously like, yes yes there was one guy in there uh, who looked intense who and looked this is pre-trump so yeah this was just like, <laughs> they were they were still hiding back then yeah so you didn't really see many of them it was a, almost a, a racist unicorn if you oh will. jesus <laughs> but you know that's uh, funny like it's i think you're probably maybe from memory that i can think of you're the first guest to take this the direction of like you've got a memory of a song that actually calls you back to kind of a shitty moment but then when you hear it it's like painful in a way i mean i, I could like uh, today i was listening to it and i've been listening to it a lot more yeah. recently and yeah. I, it's been it's been better and i i still love the song for what right. it is yeah, you yeah. Know, the, the beats and the yeah the, how, how he you know how his flow just dances on the beat yeah. that's that's one thing that i love yeah he's got a, he's got a good flow on this one for sure i think like it reminds me of uh I was driving one time home from school, like high school, I think. So it would have been around around the time we would have met, and um, I like had one of those micro sleeps where I just kind of like fell asleep driving, mm-hmm. not like truly asleep, but you get that like ten second where you drift out. And I was listening to Jimi Hendrix, Love or Confusion, mm-hmm. and nice. uh, ended up like rear-ending somebody at a traffic light. Oh, nice. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Ever since that damn accident, like that was, I think, probably my first accident. And ever since that, I every time I hear that song, I skip it because it's just, I just remember like getting in trouble with, with my dad and having to deal with all that mm-hmm. shit. And it's always unfortunate when like a good thing gets ruined. And sitting alone in Cedar Park, uh, holding tank sounds kind 
kind of crappy. Yeah, it was, it was cold. <laughs> it was definitely cold and yeah. miserable and just, yeah. Uh, you know, I, I mean, it's been seven years and uh, I can get it expunged as of now. And, yeah. you know, I've, I've luckily I haven't been a lot been smarter. A I've been a lot yeah. smarter, yeah. you know, than, yeah. Yeah, than that. Yeah. Um, because well, soon enough it won't matter. I mean, it's yeah, and yeah, it's ridiculous that it that it does. But you know, like I said, I won't. It's so ridiculous that this is the one law uh, that I feel like I'll take a chance on. I'll just put it that way. You yeah, know, I don't. Um, you know, so I don't want to go too far down the politics. I, I'm going to again. We don't know each other that well, but I'm going to go out on the limb and guess that you probably are not a Trump supporter. Um, that's a pretty good <laughs> guess there. Yeah. Okay. Good. Uh, good. good. Right. Went on a limb Scare there. <laughs> But, uh, you know, one of, my, one of my fears is that he's going to be the president to legalize marijuana because of, like, the unfortunate, like, thing of just being, like, well, I mean, inevitably some president in our lifetime is going to be the one to do it because it's just, you know, I mean, all, all the data behind it, the tax money mm-hmm. that you can get from it, like, it's going to happen. Um, and I think it would be such, like, a counter towards all of the frustrations and anger that we have towards him Then he does something that we support then would actually like you know all the detractors that criticize people who criticize him well he legalized marijuana he's your president now too which is going to be a bullshit argument but i know that's that's going to happen like he's going to he's going to end up with some shitty victory that people will try and uh, erase all of the crappy stuff that he's actually doing i think uh he'll be impeached before he gets the chance so. i hopefully you know <laughs> He, he's he'll botch a great opportunity. Right. This is what this is what it feels like. Is that like, <laughs> come on, man? Like, this is a home run. Right. Do it, yeah. the American people. Your yeah. approval rating might go up uh, exactly. two, three percent. You know, Seriously. it's still terrible, we'll but see, at least you're on the upward trend. Right. Take take the victory. Something where you progressive, can. I guess. Yeah. Jesus, but, oh, man. Um, yeah. Well, I'm glad that you made it out of the tank and uh, have since not had. Hopefully, I don't know. Maybe, maybe, maybe you have, but uh, hopefully, no more common songs. At least were associated we're ruined, with uh, with the, this bad experience of being t- subjected to Williamson County. <laughs> uh, no, no, none of them. Uh, luckily, this was the only one that was temporarily ruined. That's good because um, yeah. he's he's a great artist, and, and you know, I I I enjoy him. Um, but that was definitely just it's a callback yeah. to that time. Yeah, I really, like, B was the common record that I really mm-hmm. liked, and then I went back to um, his older stuff through liking that, and he's the whole, like, he kind of had the whole Sol Clarion movement stuff with um, Big D'Angelo fan, and so, like, around the time of Voodoo, mm-hmm. um, and, uh, you know, Badu, and that that all that sound coming yeah, out of there was when he Chicago, did, was it, uh, like, Water for Chocolate, which yep. is, I think, my favorite common record because um, it has it's ones. all over Salquarians like it's all those like James Poisoner and um, Questlove and all those guys playing yeah. everything and oh, it's so soulful and then B was like very much oh it's the Kanye era now and mm-hmm. like he's got that production style and totally reinvents him and that's cool we uh, in school um, for the music stuff that I did there we actually got to bring Common to headline at uh, a show in Austin for oh, free wow. like outside in front of the tower and it was it was during B like the whole B tour and everything. Oh and wow! He that's... put on like a killer show. It was awesome. He played all of, uh, you know. Yeah, it was, of that. yeah, and he played yeah. old stuff and new stuff, and um, it was I think I'm that jealous. was like his peak era of stuff. And you know he's still doing he's still doing music I think right. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, yeah. I, I, uh, I mean he's kind of like me, a dad in hip hop now, right? Like 
he's, in the same way that Jay Z is, like the quality of the content, it's the expectations different. are very low. Mm-hmm. Um, but knowing that he's still there doing stuff makes you feel good because yeah, it's, I mean he had he had a huge impact. Yeah, it's good stuff. Should we go to the next one? Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think uh, you know. I guess to close on that, I uh, B is my favorite. Yeah. Uh, of all of his albums. Yeah. Um, and the song B itself, awesome. it was actually it was it. You it's were one of my trying honorable to pick between, mentions. Yeah, that's right. You know, but but I thought this story about yeah, you know that that night uh, was a little bit more intriguing. Right. So yeah, that's uh, I mean yeah, that record is pretty flawless front to back. Yeah. Uh, it's, a classic, it's a Chicago classic. They should, yeah, uh, really, it was, it really was. All right, well, we'll move on to another Chicago artist, and uh, you know, I, I think I've snuck this in a handful of times, um, but you know, I'm always happy to play a Kanye West song because mm-hmm. uh, I'm obsessed, and I, I know you're a big fan as well. And you know, Kanye was a part of that Renaissance for Common. So um, this song, now I might catch some flack for this. Uh, because everyone's got their own time commitments of what they can commit to listening to these things. Um, so we might lose you with this, but, uh, this song is a 12 minute song. It clocks in. And we debated, were we going to play the whole thing or not? And we decided we're going to play it. It's a great storytelling song. It's a good rundown and throwback to the origin of Kanye West, the rapper, um, and producer. And, uh, you know, I think it's the thing that it's easy to forget and lose and we'll get to more of that i'm sure and uh once we actually talk about the song but i think it's the album uh closer for his debut record it's called uh the song is called last call yo fuck you kanye first and foremost for making me do this shit motherfucker I had to throw everybody out the motherfucking room because they don't fuck you. I'd like to propose a toast. I said toast, motherfucker. La, 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 la. La, 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 la. La, 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 And I am. And they ask me, they ask me, they ask me. I tell them. Raise your glasses, your glasses, your glasses to the sky. Underground pock, the root off the red nose reindeer of the rock. I take my chain, my 15 seconds of fame, and come back next year with the whole fucking game. Ain't nobody expect Kanye to end up on top. They expected that college dropout to drop in and flop. Then maybe he stopped saving all the good beats for himself. Rockefellers only niggas that helped. My money was standing in Sean Paul Goatee head, not John Paul Goatee air, Cologne filled the air. Yeah. They say he bougie, he big headed. Would you please stop talking about how my dickhead is? Flow infectious, give me 10 seconds. I have a buzz bigger than insects in Texas. It's funny how what ain't nobody interested. To the night I almost killed myself in Lexus. Now I am. And they ask me, they ask me, they ask me. I tell them. Raise your glasses, your glasses, your glasses to the sky. Up off the wall. Now it's kind. Con- 
Kanye the most overlooked? Yes, sir. Now is Kanye the most overbooked? Yes, sir. Do the fans want the feeling of a tribe called Quest? But all they got left is this guy called West. That'll take freeway, throw him on tracks, your most deaf. You call him Quiley or Quayley. I put him on songs with Jay-Z. I'm the Gap like Banana Republican Old Navy. And ooh, it come out sweeter than old Sadie. Nice as Bum B when I met him at the Source Awards. Girl, he had with him ass, could have won the Horse Awards. And I was almost famous. Now everybody love Kanye. I'm almost raining. Some say he arrogant. Can y'all blame him? It was straight embarrassing how y'all played him. Last year shopping my demo, I was trying to shine. Every motherfucker told me that I couldn't rhyme. Now I can let these dream killers kill my self-esteem. I use my arrogance as esteem to power my dreams. I use it as my gas, so they say that I'm gas. But without it, I'll be last, so I ought to last. So I don't listen to the suits behind a desk no more. You niggas wear suits cause you can't dress no more You can't say shit to Kanye West no more I rocked 20,000 people, I was just on tour, nigga I'm kind of Louis Vuitton Don Bought my mom a purse, now she Louis Vuitton mom I ain't played a hand, I was dealt, I changed my cards I prayed to the skies and I changed my stars I went to the malls and I balled too hard Oh my God, is that a black card? I turned around and replied, why yes, but I prefer the term African-American Express. Brains, power, and muscle like Dane, Puffy, and Russell. Your boy back on the hustle, you know what I've been up to. Killing y'all niggas on that lyrical shit. Mayonnaise, color bins, I push miracle whips, and I am. And they ask me, they ask me, they ask me, I tell them. Raise your glasses, your glasses, your glasses to the sky, yeah. So this a and and Rockefeller named Hip-Hop Picked the truth beat for Beanie And when I was in a session with him, I had my demo with me You know, like I always do and I played the song, he's like, who's that spitting? I'm like, it's me He's like, oh, okay uh, He started talking to me on the phone, going back and forth Just asking me to send him beats And I think he's trying to get into managing producers Because he had this other kid named Just Blaze he was messing with And um, he was friends with my mentor, No ID And No ID told him, look man, if you want to mention Kanye you yeah, Tell him that you like the way he's rap I was like, I don't know if he's gassing me or that But he's like, you want to manage me as a rapper and a producer I'm like, oh shit I was messing with uh, D-Dot also People like this talk about the ghost production But that's how I got in the game If it wasn't for that, I wouldn't be here So you know after they picked that truth beat, I was figuring I was going to get some more work. But shit just wasn't popping off like that. I was staying in Chicago. I had my own apartment. I'll be doing, like, just beats for local acts just to try to keep the lights on and be able to go out and buy, get a Pelly Pelly off layaway, get some Jordans or something, get a Techno Marine. That's what we wore back then. <laughs> I made this one beat where I spit up this Harold Melvin sample. I played it for Hip over the phone. He's like, oh, yo, that shit is crazy. Jay might want it for this compilation album he's doing called The Dynasty. And at that time, like, the drums really wasn't sounding right to me. So I went and um, I was listening to Dre, Chronic 2001 at that time. And really, I just, like, bit the drums off Explosive and put it, like, with a sped up sample. And now it's kind of like my whole style, where it started when he rapped on This Can't Be Life. And I was, like, really the first beat of that kind that was on The Dynasty album. I can say that was the, the resurgence of the soul sound. You know, I got to come in and track the beat. And at that time, I was still with my other management. I really wanted to roll with hip-hop. Just, I, I just needed some fresh air, you know what I'm saying? Because I've been there for a while. I appreciate what they did for me. But, you know, it's a, a time in every man life where you got to make a change and try to move on to the next level. 
That day I came and I tracked the beat and I got to meet Jay-Z and he said, oh, you a real soulful dude. He uh, played the song because he already spit his verse by the time I got to the studio. You know, he do it one take. He said, tell me what you think of this. And I heard it and I was thinking like, man, I really want more like a simple type Jay-Z. I ain't want like the, the, the more introspective, complicated rap, or in my personal opinion. So he asked me what you so think what of you it. And I was like, man, this shit tight. You know what I'm saying? Well, I'm going to tell him. And I was on the train, man, you know? So... After that, I went back home. Man, I'm, I'm just in Chicago. I'm trying to do my thing. You know, I got groups. I got acts. I'm trying to get on. And, like, one nothing really, like, popping off the way it should have been. One of my homies, that was one of my artists, he got signed. But it was supposed to really go through my production company. But he ended up going straight with the company. So, like, I'm straight holding the phone, getting the bad news that dude was trying to leave my company. And I got evicted at the same time. So... I went down there and tracked the beach from him. I took that money, came back, packed all my shit up in a U-Haul, maybe about 10 days before I had to actually get out. So I didn't have to deal with the landlord because he's a jerk. Me and my mother drove Come to on, let's just go. Newark, New Jersey. I hadn't even seen my apartment. I remember I pulled up, I unpacked all my shit. You know, we went to Ikea. I bought a bed. I put the bed together myself. I loaded up all my equipment, and the first beat I made was a Heart of the City. And Beans was still working on his album at that time, so I came up there to baseline. It was Beans' birthday, matter of fact, and I played like seven beats. And, you know, I guess he was in his zone. He already had the beats that he wanted. I did nothing like it already at that time. But then Jay walked in. I remember he had a Gucci bucket hat on. I remember like like it was yesterday. And Hip Hop said, yo, play that one beat for him. So I played Harder the City. And really, I made Harder City. I really wanted to get that beat to DMX. Then I played another beat. Then I played another beat. And I remember that Gucci bucket, he took it and like put it over his face. And he made his face was like, ooh. Two days later, I'm in Baseline and I seen Dame. Dame didn't know who I was. I was like, yo, what's up? I'm Kanye. Yo, you that kid Kanye? You that kid that gave all the beats to Jay? Yo. This nigga got classics to your beats, B. <laughs> yeah, he talking shit. I'm like, oh, shit. And all this time, I'm starstruck, man. I'm still thinking about, you know, I'm picturing these niggas on the show. And the streets is watching or whatever. I'm looking, these are superstars in my eyes. Are they still alive, you know? So, Jay came in, and he spit all these songs, like, in one day and in two days. I got to bring up one thing, you know, to go back in the story. The day I did the Can't Be Life beat, I tracked it. I remember Lenny Essence there. He had some Louis Vuitton sneakers on. He think he fly. And Hip Hop was there. I think Tata, John Manelli, a bunch of people. I didn't know all these people at the time. They was in the room. I said, yo, Jay, I can rap. And I spit this rap. It said, uh, I'm killing y'all niggas on that lyrical shit. Mayonnaise, color bins, I push miracle whips. And I saw his eyes light up when I said that line. But you know, the West, the rap was like real whack and shit. So that's all the response. He said, man, that was tight. And that was it, you know, I ain't get no deal <laughs> Okay, fast forward So, Blueprint Ace to the Izzo, my first hit single And I just took that poly Built relationships with people And my relationship with Quali I think was one of the best things that ever happened to him. My career as a rapper Because, you know, of course, later He allowed me to go on tour with him Man, you know, I appreciate I love him for that and, and at this time, you know, I didn't have a deal. I, I had songs, and I had relationships with all these A&R, so they wanted beats from me. So they call me over, they play on some beats. Give me a beat that sound like Jay-Z, you know, they dick riders or whatever. So I'll play them these post-Blueprint beats or whatever, and then I'll play my shit. I'll be like, yo, but I rap too. They, I guess they was looking at me crazy because, you know, because I ain't have a jersey on or whatever. Everybody out there, listen here, I played them Jesus Walks, and they didn't sign me. 
You know what happened? It was some A&Rs that fuck with me, though, but then, like, the heads, it'll be somebody at the company that I say, nah, like, Dave Lighty fuck with me. My nigga Mel brought me to a bunch of labels. Jessica Rivera, man. Man, y'all niggas are stupid if y'all don't sign Kanye. Huh. I'm not gonna say nothing to mess my promotion up. Y'all niggas are stupid. <laughs> Let's just say I ain't get my deal. The nigga that was behind me, I mean, he wasn't even a nigga. The, the person that actually kicked everything off was Joe 3H from Capitol Records. He wanted to sign me really bad. Change the game, Dane was like, yo, you gotta deal with Capitol? Okay, man, just make sure it's not whack. Then one day, I just went ahead and played it. I wanted to play some songs, because, you know, Cam was in the room, Young Guru, and Dame was in the room. So I played, actually, it's a song you'll never hear. Or maybe I might use a song that's called Wow. I go to Jacob with 25,000. You go with 2,500. Wow. I got 11 plaques on my walls right now. You got your first gold single. Damn, nigga, wow. Like the chorus. I'm like, don't bite that chorus, because I might still use it. So I played that song for him. And he's like, oh, shit. Oh, shit. It's not even right. I ain't gonna front. It's kind of hot. <laughs> like, they still wasn't looking at me like a rapper. And I'm sure Dane figured, like, man, if he do a whole album, if his raps is whack, at least we could throw Cam on every song and say the album, you know? <laughs> so uh, Dane took me into the hallway. He's like, yo, man, B, B, you don't want a brick. You don't want a brick. You don't want to catch a brick. You got to be on an umbrella. You get rained on. I told hip-hop. And hip-hop was like, oh, word? Actually, even with that, I was still about to take the deal with Capital because it was already on the table and because of my relationship with 3H that, you know, because I told him I was going to do it. I'm a man of my word. I was going to roll what I said I was going to do. Then, you know, I'm not going to name no names, but people told me, oh, he's just a producer rapper and told 3H that I told the heads of the Capital. And right the day, I'm talking about I planned out everything I was going to do, man. I, I had picked out clothes. I already started booking studio sessions. I, I started arranging my album, thinking of marketing schemes. Man, I was ready to go. And, and they had mail call me. They said, yo, Capital pulled on the deal. Yo, Capital pulled on the deal. And, you know, I told them that Rockefeller was interested. And I don't know if they thought that was just something I was saying to gas him up to try to push the price up or whatever. I went up. I called G. I said, man, you think we can still get that deal with Rockefeller? Man, that was gratuitous. But I'm glad we played it all the way through because, I mean, that's like, you know, that's a hip-hop 101 story of one of the greatest rappers alive in the origin. And uh, I think most, you know, non-Kanye fans probably would have skipped through that. They probably did skip through that. They might have yeah. fast-forwarded a couple times, like, damn, this beat's still on? Yeah. And then kept going until they hear us talking right now like we're doing. But uh, I, I just think that's such a cool outro to an album. It. <sighs> And I, I won't speak more to it because I don't want to take away from from your time. But God, I, I mean, I could I could gush all day, and we'll we'll keep coming back to that. But yeah, walk me through walk me through your take on that song. Why are you bringing it here today? That so that one's easily uh, my favorite Kanye song, just from just from the way you know he was back then. Just the the guy who was hungry, the guy who who wanted to be the best producer, the guy who wanted to be one of the best rappers uh, already. Um, and, and just the, he had the bravado back then, but 
also still the hunger and humbleness that yeah. you don't see now. Yeah. And um, th- this song kind of just, he he has uh, certain lines in particular that just, they, they stand out to me of, of how great and how genius they are. And, and it, like he has one that um, toward the end of the song, he says, um, you know, I went to the malls and I balled too hard. Oh my God, is that a black card? I turned around and replied, why yes, but I prefer the term African American Express. <laughs> and it's it's just, you know, it, it says so much, uh, you know. The one, the one that I wrote was, uh, um, my money was thinner than Sean Paul's goatee hair. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because you remember back there in the early 2000s. Yeah, Sean Paul was the, rocking the, the, that weird ass thing. <laughs> the, the, the goatee, and it was cool to have it super thin on the yeah. you know, sides yeah. and connecting. Yeah. Um, so just hilarious. I mean, I mean, countless ones. Yeah, I mean, it's an auto, it's an autobiography. Like, but it's such an early chapter. Like that biography has mm-hmm. about twelve more chapters in it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was before all of that. Uh, yeah. Well, wait. So you said you know you talked about how there's like a hunger in a sense there that's there. What's your take on Kanye today? Um, and we, I mean, we could talk for hours on this. I'm just, I'm, I'm, I'm curious. So, Life of Pablo, the one that just came out, the most yeah. recent one, I loved it. It, 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 it was like he was back in a way, or it was his last good hurrah, his last good effort. Yeah. The, the album, uh, you know, it really grows on you. It's a classic album of, of Kanye's that where the first time, the first couple times you hear it, you like it, sure, but then it starts kind of growing on you, and you want to listen to him more, and it, and it right. starts each song starts speaking to you like differently. Right. And uh, this one in particular to me, um, Last Call, actually, you know, funny story. I, uh, back around the time this album came out, uh, College Dropout, uh, he was on tour with uh, a guy named Usher back then. Oh, I never heard of him. Uh, yeah. Uh, you know, just you know, the r <laughs> so, king back hot then. Hot ticket there, yeah. And um, <laughs> believe it or not, Kanye was not the headliner. It was Usher back then. And uh, me and Dustin Lucas, shout out to Dustin Lucas. And, yeah. Uh, uh, me and him, we went to that show to, to the awesome. Usher Kanye show. Oh my and, God. Uh, Kanye, Wait, what year would that have been? God, I think that was around around 2004, 2003, oh, 2004. I'm so jealous. Yeah. Um, and he played Jesus Walks. That was the last yeah. one he played. And he yeah. opened with uh, uh, th- th- this banger um, uh, on his debut album. Uh, it, it's a. Uh, uh, I'll need to all falls down. No, no, it, it was um one with with common and I think a few others. Yeah, but it, the whole concert it, it was amazing. Uh, just seeing him being the opener, and, and that's the only time I've ever really seen him. And uh, seriously, yeah. Oh man, we gotta get you back to a Kanye show. Yeah, I hadn't been since. Uh, that was so perfect. Yeah, you know the whole catalog that he played and the whole atmosphere and and then you know usher went on after him and it was hilarious i'll never forget how how like weird it got all of a sudden because it got real sexual yeah because it's usher usher yeah you know it's it's uh i was like all right and it was just me and a bro yeah. at the show and, yeah uh, you're, like, <laughs> you're like hey this is cool it, yeah, he's playing confessions <laughs> and he's playing he's getting real sensual right now i um, i always think of like usher back in the day and it was usher was strange because he had like his debut record and then he kind of disappeared for a long time. But the like random throwback Usher shout out I can give is, do you remember a show on Nickelodeon called Cousin Skeeter? Uh, no. So Cousin Skeeter was like, you know, it was 
it was cool because at the time, you know, it was one of the few shows, particularly on Nickelodeon, where it was like an all African American family was mm-hmm. the main characters, and um, the little brother in the family was a puppet mm-hmm. um, named Cousin Ski, or I guess no, he's the cousin, so he came to live with a family, yeah. and so it's like the absurdity of uh, being a puppet at school and like everyone knows that you're a puppet, but mm-hmm. like you're still kind of like what, uh, what's that Elijah Wood show, Wilfred or whatever. Now. Yeah. 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 FX. Yeah. Um, and there's an episode where, and it was the time when Usher was like blowing up with what was the, like that very first single that he had. Was it nice and slow or it, uh, I think it was the popular one that came after that. I can't think of it, but, um, and it was huge at the time. You make me wanna. Yes, that was the right? one. Yeah, you make me wanna. And uh, classic. he, it's a like classic. the whole episode is uh, cousin Skeeter and his cousin like trying to get into the show. I think to impress a girl or something. And it closes with them being at the concert, mm-hmm. and you see like I think cousin Skeeter gets up on the stage and starts dancing with Usher or something. <laughs> it's, it's so completely absurd, especially now because Usher went on to have such a long and and continues to have a great career. Yeah. He's kind of been this like pop voice that people forget has actually spanned a few different iterations mm-hmm. of like pop culture that is pretty cool. But yeah, it's absurd to think of like it, that it you guys flipped. saw Kanye open for Usher. That's, yeah, that's wild. Like, that would never happen again. That's wild. Was but he wearing then, a polo and a backpack on stage or what? He yeah, because that yeah, would have been yeah, that time. Definitely, yeah, definitely. That was whenever he was <laughs> the pink polo. You know, whenever he'd gotten that accident, his jaw was a little still puffy. Oh and wow, Jesus walks and oh, that, that whole that that's whole time crazy. whenever it was uh, this guy's like innovation like, yeah. like he, he's changing the, there was a lull in the rap game between yeah. the late 90s and Kanye in the yeah. early 2000s right. um, where yeah. it, you know it, it was kind of at a crossroads of where do we go as hip hop yeah. and he helped bridge that gap totally. he helped put his own flavor and style that now continues with, with Chance the Rapper with uh, yeah. you know even Childish Gambino uh, they all have that Kanye influence I'll disagree with you on that on record but we don't need to get into it which one? with Childish Gambino are you a fan? No, I'm not a fan. Whoa. <laughs> I, I, you know, I was uh, thinking uh, he was one of the artists that I like a lot, and I yeah. was trying to figure out what yeah. song to play. Ended up not really finding a good enough one. The yeah. one options are already there, yeah. but not a fan, huh? I mean, Atlanta was probably one of the best shows of last year, and Amazing I can respect him for show. that. But musically, uh, I, I just uh, it's not my thing. Yeah, really? Not my thing. I think he's biting the style that he's just mediocre at, and it's an unnecessary huh. uh, music. But we'll have to. Yeah, we'll yeah, we could we that. could go deeper of that yeah. after uh, after we wrap. But um, yeah, no, Kanye. I mean, anyone listening who's friends with me knows that I'm kind of I obsess over a few musicians, mm-hmm. uh, Bowie, Prince, and Nick Cave, and all these guys. And uh, Kanye is up there with me. I've got my little tribute. Uh, behind us where I keep all my records I've got my prayer candles for various musicians that I Mm -hmm. think are amazing and Kanye is one of them Um, and so I love I love Kanye and honestly like I think if I did my three songs one of my songs I know exactly I won't say but I know exactly what song it would be and it would probably be a Kanye song so I won't go for too long on my Mm -hmm. Kanye stuff but uh, I'm glad you picked this today because when you sent me the music um past few months as a Kanye fan has been hard yeah uh, oh man he's uh, he's suffered some things and you know everyone listening that doesn't like Kanye which is a lot of people so many uh, I've, I've constantly you know, I've, got to defend yeah him. I mean I've defended him for a long time and you know 
he's had a few things in the past six months that are indefensible and I had to back down on a lot of that and uh, you know obviously separate the man from the music and the art and he's uh, he's still continues to be one of the most important pop culture figures of, of our time and musicians and uh, the good news that came out today was he's deleted all of his Trump tweets and I didn't hear about uh, this. Wow. And apparently the word on the street is he's been very disappointed with the first two weeks of the new administration. And while it's no excuse and he's got a long road to recover for the damage that he did by the things that he said uh, through that. And I know people listening are laughing because they say there's tons of other things that I'm giving him a pass on. Uh, and we won't get into that today. But I'm energized by the fact that uh, there's more potential come out of that and there always was going to be even if he's a shitty person which hey he, he might be he probably is who knows don't care it's going to be good music to come out of it and mm-hmm. i loved life of pablo it's yeah. top record for me of last year i don't know about number one but it's top three for sure uh i mean yeezus is my favorite uh kanye record uh it gets better every time i love all iterations and all chapters of it and it's nice it's always nice because like you forget his how much is catalog has changed over the years and you go back and you listen to a song like last call Mm -hmm. and you just get reminded of the old kanye in a way that it's some people might listen to it be like oh i miss the old kanye which he of course has a song about on on life of pablo Pablo. and uh yeah certainly like yeah there's you know you you will never like kanye would not be able to give a similar autobiographical rant like that that whole tag on is so honest and Mm -hmm. so Almost like, I mean, it's egotistical, but not in like a bragging way. Like it's factual as to what actually happened. And it's actually fascinating to listen to, yeah. to hear, which is why I wanted to play the whole track because like at the end of it, that yeah, song within the song, the talk, yeah, like the talk to. through, it's great. Uh, he's a professor right there, you mm-hmm. know, and you know, it's, uh, you just get the feeling like, you know, his mom was a professor and it's like, this is him courting class, just like, you know, his mom did wherever, uh, she taught it in Chicago. And, that's cool. It's like somebody who loves hearing the story behind things or mm-hmm. how things are made and stuff. Um, it's nice to have that on record and to be able to go back and listen to that. Yeah. And, uh, you know, maybe if you heard it for the first time or you had, you'd skip that in the past, then it's a good thing to kind of like check yourself on how you might feel about Kanye and realize the kind of humble beginnings and the pursuit and how hard he worked to get where he was able to launch from and continues to go with. So, Mad respect to Kanye, and yeah. uh, you know much more could be said, but I'm glad you picked that one. It was fun. It's good to hear it back again. It was, uh, yeah, definitely, definitely great to hear and the story again because it's been so long, you know. Yeah. Um, just yeah, like you said, reminded of of yeah what he was and and how hungry right. he was, you know. Right. I still can't believe you saw them in 2004. That's mm-hmm. It's awesome. The only time it's been what it's what awesome. was that? Seven, 13 years ago. Yeah. Wow. That's crazy. Uh, I saw the Pablo tour in Austin last year. And I, I honestly, go. I've seen it though, right? It was worth every penny. I would have paid yeah. 10 times the price that I paid yeah. for it. I was oh, on the floor yeah. and honestly, one of the best shows that I've ever seen in I, my entire life. You know what I loved about that album <laughs> is that it was a living, breathing album. Yeah. You it's, know, it's how you can change yeah. it uh, a little bit. It's good stuff, man. All right. Well, we're, we're probably boring the non-Kanye fans, so I'll stop uh, stop egging that on. Unless you had anything else you wanted to add to that. No, just um, give the guy a chance you haven't already. Yeah, that's, man. That's all I got to say. Yeah, I like that. All right, so we're going to close with this last one. Um, a protege. I think the first time I heard this guy was on uh, Good Friday's mixtape. Um, 
he sampled the Bismarcky song, and Big Sean closes that one out. Um, and so we're going to go with uh, one of his tracks from, I guess this is, we'll talk about when it comes from, but uh, it's a Big Sean track. It's called Bigger Than Me. Here we go. Look, all I wanna do is make the city project. Wishing all the OGs could see me, nah, nah, yeah. And when you feel something you can't see, but you know it's meant to be, you gon' realize that this is bigger than me, yeah. that you get it even if i can't get it with you i pray to god you never let the little things in life distract you from the bigger picture everybody in the city to me like a distant cousin brother little sister i see myself in the young ones when i look in their eyes i feel like a mirror carly on all on my own cartier all on my arm all i hear is cyrus and car alarms niggas going to war with no armor on first time i seen a dead body i was 14 and i felt the pressure like if i don't get it i might end up next to him i'ma take the dice and i'ma roll a seven 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 eleven it's not 11 getting caught around the hood america's lost and found where niggas get lost and never found all i ever wanted was to turn these g's into m's and the mercedes key got it and i still felt incomplete that's when i realized this shit was bigger than me bigger than me when the whole town on their feet and they all just waiting on you to speak that's when you realize that this is bigger than me all i want to Make the city project Wishing all the hoaches could see me now, now. Talking to me telepathic, like it only happened if you let it. I can't spend my whole life looking at the same ceiling fan when I feel like I ain't got no ceilings, man. If I ain't special, I feel it then. I gotta get on the road, I gotta be the one chose. I gotta come back and tell the greatest story they never told. This must be the feeling that you get when you know you close. And you know it's a way in, even when the doors are closed. And realize this shit is bigger than me, yeah. Bigger than me. When the whole town on their feet and they all just waiting on you to speak. That's when you realize that this is bigger than me. All I wanna do is make the city project. Wishing all the OGs could see me now, now, yeah. Just kidding. You know I love you. 
what like a few weeks ago huh like not even sooner than that i think yeah uh, within the last uh week maybe yeah no more than two weeks ago that's awesome so yeah usually people come on and they're you know playing songs from their childhood or you know many years have gone by and they've had this story or this memory like we associate with it, uh, over time you're the first one to do something so current which is cool i'm excited to hear kind of how you know you, you picked this, you brought it in with purpose, and it, I know it's going to be cool to unpack that. So, Big Sean, bigger yeah. than me, walk me through. Um, so, this song, I mean, uh, I was on a trip to Houston this past weekend, and it was, I always go to Houston, I always make road trips with friends, always, you know, drive yeah. around. I, I like doing that. Yeah, you know, it's great. Texas is a good state for that. Yeah, yeah, whether it's, well, Texas or, you know, sometimes even New Orleans or yeah. I've driven to Oklahoma to see friends. But the point is, um, I've never taken a road trip just me and my mom. Uh, and I wanted to do that. Yeah. Um, so this this past Super Bowl weekend, um, I got off of work on Saturday at noon, mm-hmm. uh, picked her up, and we went to Houston to go, um, you know, visit some people and, uh, you know, stay at my uncle's. And just, you know, I really wanted to, the point was to have, that fun and do that because uh, to me it's very very important to to start hanging out with family more and start yeah. incorporating them more since right. they are getting older and you know we're getting older right um, so I, it was important for me to do that and, and plan that and have that kind of fun and yeah it was fun and uh, you know at the end of that great weekend me I, I head back to, headed back to Austin while uh, my mom stayed there. She was going to stay with family a few more days and come back uh, mm-hmm. later this week. But anyways, on the drive back, um, this was Sunday morning. Uh, yeah, Sunday morning. I was listening to this album because uh, it just came out. I was like, I want to give this a good, fair first listen. Yeah. And I got to that song. And, you know, I, um, you know, don't blame me, but I, I like to... Uh, smoke a little bit whenever it's safe on these long road trips. Yeah. Especially whenever I already dropped off my mom. I'm like, all right, well, I think it's an appropriate time. Yeah. And I'm sure you're responsible, but you, you, yeah. you, you know, know what you I'm know, saying? You know what you're doing, yeah. But <laughs> it, it makes it makes the drive better. It makes the music better. You know, all that good stuff. And uh, I, I, that song was playing, and, and it was made me very reflective on things that I've sought out to do very recently, goals and, and, yeah. and uh, aspirations and uh, things that I wanted to 
to accomplish it and think that it's time to reach my full potential right and that you know stop being so selfish like this song talks about you know things that are bigger than than yourself yeah and um it, it's kind of absolutely true you know you kind of be reflective uh, uh embrace the more precious times in life like right. uh, at the same time i i it's a d- another meaning for me to where i feel like i'm on the cusp of of doing creative things that i've always aspired to and knew that i had in me right but for whatever reason never wanted to get off the ground so now you know i feel it's i'm on the cusp of greatness i feel like yeah. i'm gonna you know hopefully be reaching this as potential i mean that, that just you know kind of reflective well is, yeah you're you're basically setting up more purpose for yourself and holding yourself accountable to mm-hmm. actually attain it and weirdly this song speaks yeah, to that right that, how right. I, like how how we read songs the way we want to and and the uplu- uh, uh, the uplifting choir yeah. you know how how just yeah, the soulful yeah. and how you know the music made you feel like right. there's there you know the title's perfect bigger than me they right. do a good job musically of making you feel that way yeah um and and this song to me is it, it clicked mm-hmm. on that ride that yeah. this song is 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 something i do want to include in my 3 yeah and it's just as important it, you know just because it's recent doesn't mean that you know that that yeah, takes no, away exactly. from it right yeah i mean you know importance is not always about history and nostalgia it's about like connecting at the right time in the right place and again i always stress to all of my guests that come on like uh these are not your three favorite songs these are not like the three things that if you could only listen to three songs for the rest of your life you would listen to it's like these are three songs that come to mind when you think about things that are meaningful to you and have some sort of association that's important that you want to reflect on that you want to talk about and I think it's great that like you took that and interpreted it as a way to connect with that. And it speaks to the power of the song for you. Mm-hmm. And it's also cool because, you know, it's on record and who knows, maybe in five years you go back and listen to this and like the song means something different or it means something more. Mm-hmm. It'll be interesting to, for, for you to revisit that. And uh, I like putting that on record because yeah, you just like, it all changes. Right. Yeah. And, you know, I could ask you next week what your three songs are and they might be completely different, Absolutely. which is really cool. So I stress that to any future guests, like think hard on it, but also just let it be what it is. And it's really cool when you can kind of connect on something. And uh, it's funny how you mentioned like that connection through. There's two things that I want to unpack here. The first is the connection to like driving and that like that's. That is one thing I love about being in Texas is like you know, my parents still live in Houston. So mm-hmm. whenever I drive back, I have this solid like three hour block. And while, you know, I should carpool and save money on gas. Like one of my favorite things is that drive yeah. because it's just me and my thoughts and my reflection. It's this easy drive. Yeah. You know, you're on two roads the entire time. You're going 75 miles an hour and you can listen to music and like, that's my favorite way to listen to music, to be honest, is driving mm-hmm. long distances at high speeds because you just really f- can focus on it. Um, I get lost. And yeah, you get lost in it. And there's like, I don't do this for, uh, I mean, I don't do this every time, but like sometimes like an artist releases a record that I'm really excited about and I want to like be in the right headspace to hear it for the first time. And I'll like wait until I can like on a weekend, you know, drive out west or something or Mm -hmm. you know just like pick a trip or go home to houston and uh you know i always look forward to that like going home for the holidays and stuff i kind of queue up here's the albums and i listen to the albums front to back 
and that focus and the discipline, like you kind of hear it a different way. It's mm-hmm. cool that you have like a similar experience for that, for a new record. And then it connected so close cause it very much resonates with me as well and, and how I like to experience things. And it's fun. Uh, I would encourage anyone to do actually, I, few weeks ago I I got a new car almost specifically because my old car was too damn loud and it's a used car but uh, my own car uh, was so loud that Mm -hmm. I was taking these trips back home and stuff it's like man I don't like I hate the idea of spending money on a car but like I also hate not being able to hear the music Mm -hmm. when I'm driving because like that's so important to me of course so I had to get a car that I could actually hear and listen to stuff and now I'm like well I gotta go drive like take some road trips so I can like really focus on these new records that I need to get into. You know? Yeah, it's the best. I mean, you know, just, you know, like, like you said, just listening to the music, letting it carry you. I mean, the drive is simple if you've made it multiple yeah. times. Yeah. You kind of know where you're going. Right. So you get lost in the music and you just let it speak to you however, however it yeah. does, the lyrics, the music, how, exactly. how it kind of, you know, makes you feel on that right. particular day, how, you, you know, it, it's meditative. It, music, in a way, uh, is like wine. To you know how it, uh, mm-hmm. it changes taste, depending on when you open it. Right. It's going to be different, you know, right. from that time to the hour later. To you know, right. it's kind of like how that's kind of like how music is. Is yeah. um, th- there's a Drake song in particular. It's called No Telling. Hmm. Um, it's on one of his most recent albums. But that song's a good example of how a song changed yeah. the meaning, like yeah. me listening to it different times and it got better and it took on another life form right. uh, of appreciation, I guess. Right. And um, that's kind of like what these songs, yeah. you know, yeah. it's the fun in them. The other thing I wanted to unpack was you mentioned, like, as you're older, uh, wanting to, like, take trips with your parents, with mm-hmm. your family, and, like, spend time, get to, get to experience them as an adult mm-hmm. in that sense. And... It's really cool, and it, uh, I like that a lot. Uh, it's something that I struggle with for myself of like trying to, as I get older, like build stronger yeah. relationships, get to know my parents better, have them get to know me better. Same thing with I've got two younger brothers, like they're very similar to that. And I think that, you know, with this podcast, in my mind, I've got tons of people that like I want to, I definitely want to have this person on eventually because mm-hmm. I'm really excited to have that conversation with them. And inevitably, like, I want at some point to do all of my family, right? Like do it with my mom, my dad, with my brothers. Um, And it's going to happen eventually. um, But I want to kind of like work up to that and figure out how to do it. I mean, nervous about it in the sense of, uh, you know, I just, I want it to be a fun, good conversation, but uh, getting to know your family better is important and everyone's kind of different. And I think Mm -hmm. for my family, like um, opening up to them more is a goal that I have that, intimidates me a little bit of just you Absolutely. know keeping up uh how you know each other well and wanting to be close but um not disappointing them or not understanding them in the right way and so i like that you did that for uh for your mom and you took that drive and it kind of helped open you up towards like a better understanding for yourself and what mm-hmm. you're doing and it makes me think like for myself how i'll have a similar experience over time and Maybe one of these episodes we'll get some of that. But. Yeah. <laughs> so thank you for being an inspiration to that. Oh, no, no yeah. problem. That's, you know, <laughs> something that I, I've been wanting to do for for yeah. just a long time and selfishly hadn't right. hadn't really set aside. Like the thought is nice, but the action that's something yeah, different. Yeah. And yeah. I wanted to make it happen. Yeah. Um, 
start to, to make that a pattern. Maybe, right. You know? Yeah. I think as we get older, you know, you just, you have all these things in your mind. You're like, these are important things that I need to do, whether it's set goals for yourself and mm-hmm. go out and achieve them or get closer to your family or to your friends and do these things. Uh, and you know, it's easy to keep putting it off. And I did that with this podcast. I mean, I wanted to start doing it this time last year and it took me until October until I finally just sat down and actually did it, Yeah. which is why I put you on record for doing your podcast because I don't want the same thing to happen to you. Means you got a few months before you got to start yours. Yeah, so now get moving. Now, yeah, like, <laughs> pressure's on. You got to move, man. Um, but no, it's cool. That's good. That's good. You got anything else you want to add to that, Big Sean chat? Um, he, one thing about him, yeah. uh, I wanted just to you know, yeah, bring up uh, real quickly. He lately he's been getting really good. Um, lately, his songs on a lot of songs on this particular album. Um, it's called I Decided, mm-hmm. and it just came out. Um, a lot have been just been great. It's like he's hit another level now that he wasn't at before. He started off good, but good as in rookie expectations. Yeah. Um, and now he's gotten to the, to this point in this album. I feel like it's taken him to heights that he hasn't been to yet. Uh, I think he's gonna be about to get really big. Yeah. Um, a lot bigger than he already is. I right. think. Right. Um, still with you know room to grow. Um, you know, I, I enjoy him more now than, than I have before, just an appreciation cool. of him. Yeah. He's, he's gotten better. You can kind of feel it, you know, with his progression as an artist from his beginning stuff to yeah. this most recent track. You know? Do you know, is he still on Kanye's good music or is he broken off or what? Are they still tight? How does that work? I, I think he, you know, it's funny because I haven't really heard them doing, yeah, working together like lately. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, I haven't heard of any bad blood between them. Yeah. And, you know, you always hear about with the internet. And of course. Twitter and yeah, everything yeah, is immediate. So um, I feel like we would have known by now. Yeah. Well, it is one thing, like, we talked about the last call. Like, he played last call, and he tells these stories, and he dr- drops all these names and stuff. Um, and, like, clearly, like, you know, the process of becoming an artist is a lot of who you know and mm-hmm. who brings you up and who, you know, supports you. And Kanye got that in his early career, hence everything he goes through at the end of Last Call. And then, you know, we've got essentially, you know, one artist that basically Kanye took under his wing with Big Sean. Mm-hmm. And then you've got Common that Kanye kind of took under his wing again and yeah. had the renaissance for A lot of influence in, in a lot of his uh, later and Yeah, work. I mean, like, it, he's always got, he goes through these cycles of different people he puts on and then they, you know, go away and do their own thing and stuff. And I've always respected that about not just Kanye or any of these people, but just hip hop in general and like mm-hmm. kind of that self-supportive community. And I think, you know, people that say they don't like hip hop or things and the turns that it took in the nineties and things, it's all like, Oh, well, they're all against each other and fighting and beefs and stuff. Yeah. It's like, yeah, but actually if you dig in, you know, it's more about the support mm-hmm. than it is about the beefs. And you don't, you don't see that in other genres of like, I mean, certainly everybody is, supports bands and stuff but like you don't get the features in the club i mean you know playing guitar doesn't necessarily lend itself as easily to to the guest tracks and things like that but i've always really uh respected and and enjoyed following that kind of cycle of how people work with each other and Mm -hmm. support each other and boost each other up and to build their careers it's it's cool yeah it's good it's family yeah it's uh you know it happened happens to be that all the artists i pick uh picked for this podcast are all from either Chicago or Detroit. Yeah. 
right, right that area, you know, right up there. Yeah, Midwest. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, um, to me, it's either Chicago or Atlanta as far as hip hop uh, right. hotbeds. Oh come on, man, Houston, let's go. Uh, this isn't you know, <laughs> this isn't like the early two thousands or late. Yeah, 90s. yeah, that's right. You know, we we that's had right. a little time where it was. Oh, we had more than a little time. Millionaire and Paul Wall and yeah. Zero and right. Um, right. actually debated on whether to have a Devin the Dude song. Yeah, uh, we had know. a Scarface track in the last episode, so we got some Houston side there. Nice. Yeah. Well, which one was it? Uh, what was it? Guess who's back? Oh, nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's a yeah, good one. Yeah, yeah, that's right, that's right. Yeah. Um, I think uh, there was, I was listening to Scarface weirdly today. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> on the album called The Fix. Yeah, and, yeah, it's uh, good. Yeah, yeah. It's good stuff. Cool, but, man. Well, I've really enjoyed this. Hope you did too. Yeah, absolutely. Good. It was good to catch up. Yeah, man. It was good Good catching up, good swapping stories. And, Definitely appreciate uh, you having me on. You know, we'll have to get some of these other guys that uh, I grew up with, Ed Girls, of course, and ever, anyone who wants to come on, open invitation to anyone who's up here. And I always like whenever I do go back home to Houston, mm-hmm. for those that are still down there, then, uh, you know, I, I, was, I tried to link up with uh, Jeremy Falcone over Christmas. I wanted to tape him, but it's scheduled just thin the line, but... We'll get him on here someday. Yeah, good guy. Yeah, Yeah, man. Good people. All right. Well, we'll see. Until next time. Thanks.